Welcome to One Little Park. On this week's Attraction Rewind, I'm going to be talking about the cult classic attraction, Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. In October 1993, the Mission to Mars attraction closed its doors in Tomorrowland of Magic Kingdom. Over the next year, the building was rethemed as the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center. In its place would be an attraction so terrifying, it soon required warning signs at the entrance and throughout the queue. The Walt Disney Company had suffered from poor box office performance, and theme park attendance was down throughout the 70s and 80s. Michael Eisner was brought on as CEO in 1984, and his plan was to revitalize the company. His background in the film industry led to his plan of bringing the movies to the Disney parks. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. I'm here with one of the original stars of Fantasia, <clears throat> Mickey Mouse. Oh, Michael, uh, remember? Excuse me, I mean the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's right. He partnered with George Lucas, which resulted in attractions like Captain EO, the Indiana Jones stunt show, the Indiana Jones ride, and, of course, Star Tours. With the success of these attractions aimed at PG-13 audiences, Eisner and some young blood Imagineers had the idea to bring the Alien franchise to life, and there was a new space opening up in Tomorrowland of Magic Kingdom that they could work with. Imagineers developed a dark ride shooter based on the franchise. It was to be called Nostromo, named after the ship of the first Alien film. Guests would be armed with a laser gun aboard the Nostromo and shoot the alien as it attacked them. Senior Imagineers realized this attraction and IP did not belong in Magic Kingdom Park and, with the help of George Lucas, convinced Eisner that letting a xenomorph loose in the park was a really bad idea. The project saw an overhaul and Alien Encounter was born. In December of 1994, Alien Encounter had its soft open, but it didn't last long. January of 95, Alien Encounter closed its doors for tweaking. Initial guest feedback was the pre-show did not prepare them for the scare, and with that, the main show was difficult to follow because the guest screams covered up the attraction audio. The pre-show was made more foreboding and elements were retimed to allow for screams. The ending was also changed so the alien blew up at the end instead of getting away. After a $15 million revision of the attraction, Alien Encounter officially opened in June of 1995 as part of the New Tomorrowland update. The 18-minute show was directed by Jerry Reese, who previously worked on Tron. WDI partnered with Lucasfilm to bring breakthrough binaural audio to the 4D experience, along with other interactive effects built into the seat harness. This really was an incredibly innovative attraction. Throughout the show, Guests would feel the hot, stinky breath of the alien on their necks, be crushed by its weight as it walked on top of them, feel the tongue slather over them, be splattered with blood from a technician, and be drenched in alien guts at the end. To increase the sensitivity of the lesser-used senses, most of the show took place in the dark. The storyline of Alien Encounter is that an extraterrestrial corporation, XS Tech, has come to Earth to showcase a new technology, space teleportation. On the show building is a huge tower for transmitting the signals needed to perform the experiment. Guests wait outside of the show building before entering the first pre-show room. In the first room, video screens are shown advertising upcoming events at the convention center. These advertisements had a few fun jokes like Canis Major Kennel Club Pet Show and the Walt Disney Company Pan-Galactic Stockholders Meeting featuring holographic transmissions from Lunar Disneyland, the happiest place off Earth. There was also a callback to the previous attractions located here, League of Planets Interstellar Debate on Space Science Mission to Mars, History or Hoax with Professor Tom Morrow. After these advertisements play a few times, 
An excess tech representative welcomes guests and gives them a brief history of the company before introducing chairman of excess tech, L.C. Clinch. But first, let me share with you the fascinating story of our company. We began many galactic years ago in a world quite distant from your own. From one small manufacturing plant, we've grown into the largest consumer-oriented research and development company in the universe. Excess Tech is number one in electro-robotics, cryo-cybernetics, techno-surveillance, planetary restructuring, genetic engineering, and hyperspatial transport. We were, of course, extremely enthused when our market research probe discovered the Earth. Clinch discusses how excited he is to demonstrate the new technology, and he gives us the slogan, If something can't be done with excess, then it shouldn't be done at all. After his presentation, guests are moved into the second pre-showroom. Here they encounter a robot named Sir, stationed in between two clear cylindrical tubes. In the tube on the right is the cute alien Skippy. SIR, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics, is there to show off the XS Series 1000. This is just one of many of the personal teleportation systems offered by XS Tech. SIR is voiced by actor Tim Curry to give the robot a more sinister tone. You may call me SIR, that is S-I-R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want Skippy. No, you may not get out. You're a lucky volunteer. All throughout his presentation, his remarks and speech style give guests an uneasy feeling. To top it off, when Skippy is teleported from one tube to the other, he appears to have been burned in the process. Sir brushes this off, of course, but it definitely hints that what guests are about to experience in the next room may go very, very wrong. Phase one of the process has begun. Disintegration into molecular components. Don't worry, it's practically painless. And here's the little skipper now. Oh, shut up, Scruffy, you're not burned. In the next room, one of the guests will be chosen to be teleported to Chairman Clinch across the galaxy, but one can't help but feel a pit in their stomach that something isn't quite right. Guests enter a room filled with seats arranged in a circle, all facing the center of the room. There in the center is a larger version of the XS Series 1000 tube, and while they're sitting, a harness above comes down over them and rests on the shoulders. This is part of the storyline, but it definitely makes guests feel really uncomfortable. Also in the room are screens so that two operators can tell us what's going on and prepare us for what's about to happen. Presumably one guest will be entering the tube, but before the demonstration can get underway, Chairman Clinch bursts into the room and decides he will instead travel to the guest in order to meet everyone. I'll come back to him later because in this scene he's acting really sketchy. Prepare yourselves for an unforgettable encounter. Uh, sir, I, I doubt that we... The operators begin the process of teleportation, with Chairman Clinch rushing them. The tube in the room fills with smoke and begins flashing, while on screen, Clinch can be seen disappearing. The signal is intercepted by another planet, but the two operators continue, assuming that the signal is still locked onto Clinch. Uh, 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 
another planet in our transmission path. It must have intercepted the signal. What? Wait, wait, I've got something. It could boost the power and send it to Earth. Well, what if it's not him? Of course it's him. Send him to Earth! Something has gone terribly wrong, and it is not Clinch who arrives in the room. A winged, glowy-eyed, carnivorous alien has been transported to Earth. The lights in the room go off, but the operators assure guests that everything is fine and under control. A few seconds later, glass shatters. disappeared from the tube. Guests begin hearing loud footsteps, and the harness push down on the guest as the monster lands on top of them. The operators panic as they try to restore power. Above, on a catwalk, a live cast member, acting as a maintenance worker, communicates with the operators. Hello? Hey! Hello! Is everybody alright down there? Excess lab, this is maintenance one. We've got major damage. What's going on in here? <laughs> Just a blackout. Find the auxiliary power switch. No problem. Roger. Already there. What in the world? The helmet camera feed from this worker is displayed on the screens in the room. Suddenly into view comes the alien. The worker panics, and the jaws come down on the man, and it's pitch black again. Blood splatters all over everyone and the alien jumps down once again, running a top guest. What in the universe could have done this? Connect this half. Ah! Ah! Maintenance one, come in. Can you see the problem? I can see the problem. Oh, boy. You can then feel its breath on the back of your neck, and it licks you. Meanwhile, other guests are screaming with fear. Children are crying. It's pitch black, and you're trapped by a harness. The operators restore power and cause a distraction, so the alien returns to the tube. As soon as it's in, they boost the power. The shield drops over the container, but not before alien guts spray the guest. <laughs> the operators brush off this whole incident as if everything went just fine with a minor hiccup and wish guests a nice tomorrow. Well, you see, there you have it. A little glitch here and there, but I think you get the idea. The potential of excess technology and all of that. We certainly apologize for any inconvenience, but after all... It does take time to seize the future. Good point. Thank you so much for coming. Please exit out the open doors and don't forget your belongings. The ones that haven't been eaten. Thank you. Before I move on to the fate of Alien Encounter, I want to discuss that of Chairman Clinch. When Clinch comes on screen in the demonstration room, his behavior is very suspicious. Stay aside. Uh, Spinlock. Chairman Clinch. 
So, is everything on schedule? Well, to tell you the truth... We're ahead of schedule. Excellent. Just selected a volunteer. It's off. Oh, good. He abruptly wants to leave his planet and finds this is the perfect time. He even rushes the operators to start the process. Why is he acting so strange? Was his shady corporation, Excess Tech, in trouble with local police for unorthodox methods and greed, and he needed a way out of there immediately? Regardless of why he left, he was subsequently transported to the alien's home world instead of Earth. The original ending saw the alien transported back to its planet and Clinch making it to Earth, only to be locked in the tube. Exit polls suggested that this ending was not satisfying enough and changes were made to kill the alien at the end, leaving Clinch's fate a mystery. In 2003, the Disney company was failing again, and Eisner's reign was coming to an end. The animated films were degrading in quality, and its two most recent theme parks, Disney's California Adventure and Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris, had disastrous openings. In Florida, Universal's Islands of Adventure had become a serious threat to Walt Disney World. Eisner, still trying to bring movies to the park and to save his job, thought that the most recent animated hit, Lilo and Stitch, could bring in more crowds. Walls went up around Alien Encounter as it was set to be rethemed as a whole new attraction, Stitch's Great Escape. While Alien Encounter was a technological marvel and the storytelling was fantastic, there were several reasons why it only lasted eight years. The first is the most obvious. This type of attraction did not belong in the Magic Kingdom. It received numerous complaints over the years about being too scary for children. Honestly, I don't think this attraction was too scary for Disney. And had they put this attraction in Epcot or Hollywood Studios, it may have had a longer run. I don't know that they would have done this though, because they originally had plans to put Alien Encounter in Disneyland's Tomorrowland 2055 overhaul, but that entire project was scrapped, along with many great projects for the West Coast Resort, because Disneyland Paris went way over budget back in 1992. In the end, the attraction didn't seem to have repeat riders. Yes, there were fans who had to do it every single time, but the average guest went in and never returned because they already knew the story and they already had been terrified out of their wits. An empty queue is never a good sign for an attraction, and this resulted in Disney looking to find a replacement. You can't maintain or increase park attendance if your rides are not rewritable. While I'm not going into much detail about Stitch's Great Escape here, I will say a few things. The animatronic Stitch was one of the most impressive that Disney has done, but the storyline was terrible. In September of 2016, the attraction moved to seasonal operation. When not in operation, the attraction sign appears as Stitch's Alien Encounter. It's a meet and greet for Stitch, but I think it's a really nice callback to the attraction that once was. As of October 2018, Stitch, Skippy, and the whole gang have been dismantled and the entire building cleared for a new attraction. So that's the history of extraterrestrial alien encounter. Did you get a chance to experience this attraction when it was open? Or are you like me and can only dream of being able to bring it back to give it a go? Until next time, see ya. Thank you, and have a pleasant stay here at the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center. For your own safety, we must insist that you leave this area now.
Move it! Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to keep you updated on theme park news, rumors, history, and more. If you want to check out the video version, you can find me on YouTube at One Little Park. Leave me a comment there on what attraction I should cover next. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that I can share my passion for theme parks with you all. Until next time, see you around.